You are listening to a Nerd Room Podcast, a member of the Star Wars Commonwealth Podcast Network. Be sure to check out more from the Star Wars Commonwealth on the web at StarWarsCommonwealth.com and take your first steps into a larger world. Hello welcome to the Nerd Room. We talk all things Star Wars, Marvel, and DC. This is episode number 140, we'll be discussing New York Comic Con 2018 highlights and discussing the future of Spider-Man in film. I'm your host, Tim. I'm Troy. And I'm Sanjay. Feels great to be back, boys. Yeah. It feels like it's been longer than a week since we last podcast, That's but crazy. it's literally been a week. <laughs> <laughs> a week to the same time, yeah. Almost exactly. And you know what, guys? We're here for another exciting week in discussing Nerd. It's been busy. We're going to catch up on New York Comic Con. We're going to discuss this Venom phenomenon, if I can really call it that. Yeah. This thing is charging through the box office, and it's putting in question Spider-Man's future in the MCU, possibly. We're going to talk about a little bit of that later. But first, like we always do at the top of the show. You know, we missed it last week. We missed it the week before because you guys weren't here. But I got to know, how's the last three weeks in Nerd <laughs> been for you guys? Has it been three weeks? It has been three weeks since wow. we've done this. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, I've been, on, I've been on a chill zone then because I got uh, a couple action figures. Well, I finally completed my Marvel Selects. So nice, I put that to nice. rest. I put it to bed. I... I finished it strong with uh, my homeboy Spider-Man Homecoming. Nice. So nice. I finished it with that. Um, I picked up the all-new, all-different Wolverine uh, X-23, though. Nice. The female Wolverine. I've been looking everywhere for that. So I'm so glad I found that figure. And, um, yeah, a couple comics that I got from uh, from the States. I'm waiting to get those. And that's about it, man. It's been a really chill, slow time for me for collecting right now. Nice. You yeah. know, just saving up for... Uh... The next hot toy. The next hot toy. I'm looking at like a Finn hot toy right now, but I I told you before, I'm also looking at a Man of Steel Zod hot toy that I might might get my hands on. But if I get those guys, then I gotta get Wonder Woman because she looks really good. Yeah. And I gotta get my hands on Batman. That's right. Down that rabbit hole, man. It is, man. (laughs) You have Aquaman coming out too. I mean, oh, that suit. That suit. Maybe a Black Manta hot toy. If they can improve the uh, cyborg costume and the Flash costume, I might have to dive into it. Oh, we'll get like the whole league. Wow. Yeah, I mean. But I think we're going to reboot the whole series, right? So maybe oh, okay. I, I see how you're going. <laughs> well, it's Wacky Wednesday, I guess, because uh, it's opposite day. Yeah, it's yeah. also Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> and well, it's released on Thursday. Yeah. Well, you know, this is the first episode <laughs> that you can listen to the Nerd Room and legally be high. This is true in Canada. Yeah, in Canada. In well, Canada. Well, in certain parts in the U.S. Yes, high on marijuana. <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> life. qualify that. <laughs> yes, congratulations to those that are now buying legal weed. Yep. We are so much funnier now. Yes. <laughs> you particularly. <laughs> like, wow, Sanjay really got funny. I don't know what happened. <laughs> I tolerate him now. Before, he used to be the most annoying one, but now, you know. His high-pitched voice really suits me. The best. <laughs> I had to sign a new alcohol and drug policy at work because of this. Wow. Saying yeah. that you would take it or you wouldn't? That I wouldn't. Yeah. Well, like, not that I wouldn't. Only but the that, cool kids take it, too. Yeah, I had to register if it was medical, uh, which I don't do. So, <laughs> <laughs> If you say it's medical, your uh, benefits pay for it. So, I don't know if it does or not. <laughs> I, I don't Actually, I have no idea if it does I don't or not. know. We'll question. try it. <laughs> I, I don't know. I th- I'll make up something that's medical that I need it Glaucoma. For. That seems to be That seems serious, yeah. though. I don't want that. No. Pack <laughs> of brownies for lunch? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the bake sale will be a little bit uh, more fun this time. 
Yeah, man. The Nerd Room Bake Sale. <laughs> well, before dipping into the weed shop, <laughs> what have you been picking up in the last couple of weeks? You know, I picked up some good steelbooks. It's Halloween time, so I got uh, The Shining and the original It on Steelbook. Cool. So getting those. And then um, the newest MCU film, the 20th, uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp. So pick that up. Beautiful steelbook. I love the white with the honeycomb design. I'm glad they went with um, Wasp on the front. Yeah, so Wasp is on the front, and then Ant-Man's on the oh, back. Oh, okay. It is dual. So, yeah, yeah, it's a dual thing. But uh, yeah, no, I really like it, and I got to get some of the rest of those steelbooks. Um, Have you watched MCU. it yet again? No, I haven't had a chance to watch it again. Yeah, because you, you had a comparison last week when we reviewed Venom. You said it was Venom was better than I that. Th- yeah, I have to rewatch to see how I stand by my word, I guess. Uh, I'm glad someone's paying attention. <laughs> <laughs> and I re-listened this like twice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, comics, I've been really actually delving deep into them. Uh, picking up Wonder Woman, been really liking that. Uh, Justice League Dark has been phenomenal. If you're not reading this, pick it up. It's only three issues in, and uh, there's a crossover with Wonder Woman. It's great. It, it's one of my favorite comics. It's every. It's my first comic I read uh, in the week, even above Batman now. So wow, it's ready really that one. James Tagon or I can't remember. He wrote some Batman. He's been around. He's a good writer. Cool. Yeah, I, I really enjoy his stuff so much so that I don't even know his name. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I've been slowly catching up. So I'm almost all caught up in my comics now. You know, it was a lull for a while, but I'm back in it. That's impressive. You put some work in because you're quite a ways behind yeah, on some of the DC was, titles. Oh, I was so far behind. Yeah, I'm. Maybe like I'm all caught up in uh, Justice League, Justice League Dark, Batman, Wonder Woman, almost caught up, Aquaman, almost, Action Comics, I'm caught up. So. Look at you. Wow. Yeah, yeah, just plowing through. DC Unlimited over here. Yeah, <laughs> really. <laughs> well, there's only one Unlimited, and Tim's been Holy it man. Up. It is. Uh, I'm coming back at you guys again with another huge praise of Marvel Unlimited. You know, I've done this for the last like, month now, but... I have been doing some serious reading. I read the Iron Man Extremis arc from 2004. Unreal. Like, if you like Iron Man in the MCU, you have to go read this six-part mini... It's not quite a mini-series, it's a six-part arc within the Iron Man. They kind of did the Marvel reboot, number one type thing, go back, and they retold or modernized his story, and that's where a lot is taken for the MCU. You're essentially in this arc, you get Iron Man 1, or at least Mm -hmm. the first part of it, and Iron Man 3, which is unbelievable for a six-part miniseries, or six-part arc, I should say. I also read the first 14 issues of New Avengers. Wow, (laughs) you're really plowing through. Bendis? Yeah, uh, yes, the Bendis run. Yeah, so it starts with a breakout, kind of very similar to what you saw in Earth's Mightiest Heroes. Mm -hmm. It's a very, that's where that is seeded from. And what's nice about it, if they're ever looking for a way to link up the Netflix series and the MCU, this arc is perfect because that's essentially what they do in the first few issues of the book. You're getting like Luke Cage, Daredevil, Jessica Jones has a, has a piece in there meeting up with the Avengers and then eventually combining and creating the new Avengers, which is really cool. And yeah. And I also read, um, the house of M. Oh Oh. yeah, man. Yeah. I'm I'm almost, I'm at issue six. Oh, it's so good. So, and I have read in the past, but I was years ago and I don't remember any of it. And, uh, it's so good. The end of the first issue, how it like fades yes. to the new world. Oh, it's so, <laughs> so good. good. Yeah, I, I absolutely love this era of Marvel, and I'm finding more and more as I'm reading it. I don't know what it was about 2004, 2005. I have to go back and do a little bit more research as to why that seemed to be a, a big rollover period for Marvel. Because a lot of stories, that's like your Bendis era. Yeah, because a lot of the stories are what seemingly are used as a foundation for the MCU. I thought it was a lot more of the Ultimate stuff maybe more in style, mm-hmm. but this, these stories, like you're getting 
all the same era. You get the Extremis, you get Winter Soldier, you get a lot of the new Avengers stuff with like Luke Cage and all that coming to the forefront. Captain Marvel yeah. starts to get a big piece in here. Or Miss Marvel. Miss Marvel. Yeah, yeah, sorry, yeah, yeah. Miss Marvel. Yeah, Carol Danvers. Yeah. But it, it's interesting how this point in time where you're four years before Iron Man gets off the ground. And this is what is influencing a lot of it. Right. Which is pretty cool. So cool. Nice. Yeah, my collecting, it's been pretty slow. I uh, i was over at Walmart up by your old place there. Mm-hmm. And they had almost every single Marvel 10th anniversary. Oh, really? Packed, right? It's packed. Even the Iron Man one that I've been looking for, I picked it up and looked at it. It was 70 bucks. Oh. What? And I said there was only, I grabbed one. And yeah. then I looked at behind a few others and there's like six or seven there. Yeah. I was like, I'm going to wait on this it's gonna one. It's going to go down. It Just put will it in go a down. suitcase. And then buy the suitcase, and then return the suitcase. Stealing. That's a really good idea. <laughs> Don't do that at all, though. Yeah. <laughs> you, you're going to be a father of two. <laughs> this is the type of advice you're giving. Fine, fine. Put it in a microwave, buy the microwave, return the microwave. <laughs> and then take the figure out, pack it, someone else in there, and send it back, right? Okay, Don't I'm not advocating stealing. If but you're you listening, Walmart. You can I'm not. But... First weed, now stealing? <laughs> yeah. He's delinquent over here. Well, by the end of this episode, I'm going to knock down all ten commandments, so stay tuned. <laughs> Thou shalt not smoke weed, right? That's one of them? I think so. I think that's like the 11th. It's like in the appendix. <laughs> right. I also saw the same Walmart. I saw wave two of the vintage collection. Right. I had the Death Trooper in my hand. Oh. I didn't buy it. No. Good on you. I, you know, and we'll talk a bit about this in a second with regards to the New York Comic Con reveals the vintage collection 18 bucks i just couldn't justify it and as much as i want to pull on that thread there's other things i'm exploring here that i want to get into and the vintage collection i'm almost at a i'm not buying anything right there's some that we'll talk about here that i'm a bit more intrigued by but when i held that death trooper because if i was going to pull the triggers on that one yeah or the afro and i decided last week that i've got the afro set from uh, San Diego Comic-Con that Rob Cass grabbed me. And I, I'm okay with that now. So I don't know what it's going to take to get me into this line. The price point is killing me. Like 18 bucks, that's, you know, another 10 bucks to get a legend. Or yeah. even more so, another 50, 60, 70 bucks and you got a big Lego set or something exactly. like that. So I'm, I'm really not into the vintage collection. I want to be really bad because the sculpts look great. Yep. The card art looks great. I love the style, the vintage look with like the force awakens or rogue one slapped on there. Yep. If they were 12 bucks, if they're 11 bucks, something like that, I'd be much more inclined to jump into it, but I'm really struggling. I know a lot of people have gone head first, including Kyle over the tumbling saber, but I just, I just can't pull the trigger quite yet. Is and this I the first release of the death trooper for the three inch? No, three and three quarters. No, yeah. they're uh, in the highly articulated. I think they used to be the Walmart exclusives. Right. That weird small black series pack that mm-hmm. they did for a while. There may have been one in that line. Right. And so it's just a repack onto the card art. Right. So, yeah, I, I don't know, man. It's just yeah. that price point. Because even yeah. those ones, I think, were $14. Yeah. The Walmart exclusive black series. Yeah. And so that's even a bit more digestible. This yeah. this price point, 18. even having in hand, I was like, ah, I, I put it back. Yeah. It's just not for me right Plus now. Plus, you're pretty good because you have the Black Series 6-inch and you have the um, Elite Series Yeah, Elite too, Series, right? yeah. Which looks awesome. Yeah. 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 Speaking of which, you know, let's jump into the New York Comic Con stuff. We're going to start with the collecting highlights. You know, just off that, mm-hmm. the Elite Series, they're coming back. No way. Yeah, they've been gone for quite some time since yeah. Last Jedi. We didn't get anything for Solo. Yes. And they are doing a droid release, it looks like. I think there's a Death Star 
uh, Droid on there. There's uh, R5. I think it's a re-release of R2-D2 from Jabba Sail Barge with all the, like, the serving tray oh, and all yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so it looks like they're coming back, which excites me. And they're focusing yeah. on droids, which is cool, because the sculpts are way better. Right. That's a strong suit, because yes. they can't really do the human faces No, too well. not yeah. super well. So super excited to see them coming yeah. back. But it's really the Black Series that I want to talk about from... Mm star wars here at the new york comic-con releases and they are really going deep with these you know i've questioned in the past what do i do with black series i had a moment the other day yeah. as well i wanted to, i came in here and wanted to open these wow oh. yes whoa what's going on is this tim or is someone replaced them <laughs> i like i was i swear i was really? like just want to pose them up or i what? just because i'm looking at the display and i'm like is this what i want for my black series yeah. i got like 25 in my closet right that aren't doing anything i like the way the mcu figures look set up oh they're so good mm -hmm. i don't know what to do man i don't know what to do guys <laughs> like I, I i'm having a real difficult time here deciding what i want to do with the black series like i even look at the deluxe sets like the the biker scout they're very and nice and like the tauntaun the womp i kind of want them out I know. <laughs> I'm, I'm really struggling here but you have the og original 2014 line like those ones like taking those out man that's i they that's tough yeah i don't think they'll come out yeah you gotta yeah. keep those guys i'm looking there. at some of the more recent stuff right i i don't know i'm probably never gonna do it mm -hmm. but looking at what hasbro has ready for us here you know we don't have a movie for a year and a half here yeah. collecting is going to be a big part of keeping us interested in stars outside of the Res uh, stars resistance and the mandalorian and all this. so there's yeah. there's lots but collecting has always been that holdover in between films realistically you know when they were three years between films that was what kept us interested. Mm -hmm. And Hasbro did not disappoint this year at San, or at San Diego. I keep wanting to say that. New York Comic Con <laughs> 2018. They really hit the mark here with their first release of the convention. And that was an Obi-Wan and General Grievous from the Clone Wars. Now, this is the Tarkovsky Clone Wars. And Obi-Wan looks unreal crazy good that yeah. beard that face sculpt oh it's ewan mcgregor or ewan mcgregor yeah it is ewan <laughs> it mcgregor. Is mcgregor i was gonna say conor mcgregor <laughs> ewan mcgregor come to life <laughs> yeah it, to me these are fantastic looking like i'm not i i not that i'm not a fan but it's not something i'm not into that art style and all that yeah. but the fact that they're going and pulling from there is unreal and making them realistic because yes. that's what's so key about the black series you mentioned it too with like rebels seeing like um, Ahsoka or Hera, you know, come to yeah. life. It's such a cool format that they've done. And man, these look good. I'm not even the biggest Grievous person, but I'm definitely picking up this figure. Yeah, it looks awesome. It's carrying yeah. a higher price point. That's the only right, problem. Right. It'd be $30 American, which would be close to probably $40 Canadian. Right. And it'll be in the bigger um, Gamorian Guard. Snoke and yeah, uh, Guard. Yeah, big kind of case there. Yeah. But it's it's looks well detailed. It's got the soft goods in the cape, the, the four lightsabers. So there's a yeah. lot there. There's a lot of accessories. So we'll see. I don't know how these are going to roll out in Canada because some of these are exclusives. Some of them aren't. We usually see the exclusives fall into EB Games mm -hmm. because they also announced a Imperial Rocket Trooper as seen in Rebels. So again, going deep into the Rebels line here, yep. we still need a Zeb. We yeah. still need a Zeb because we're getting an Ezra and a Chopper. That's right. So we're missing that. And then they also did a Luke Skywalker in Stormtrooper Disguise. Now, yes. this is kind of a re-sculpt of what has been done in the past although he just just has the wet hair yes like he's coming fresh out of the garbage chute so again <laughs> using a similar buck just different face sculpt sure yep. okay and then they also announced in six inch the dr afra bt and triple zero yeah and we have the three and three quarter inch set that's out 
This also quite intrigues me. I didn't think they're going to go six inch because they did the three and three quarter, but man, Hasbro's just killing it. And then the most important thing that they did announce, and this is for you, Troy. Oh, man. The archives line. Yes. So this is a line that was announced at San Diego Comic-Con 2018 where they said they're going to go back and start to re-release figures that were very difficult to get. They announced the next or the second wave to this, and that's going to consist of Jedi Master Yoda, the Scout Trooper without the bike, so the, the biker Scout Trooper. Cool. Which they never did actually release. Oh, individually, individually right, packed. Right, he's only in this deluxe form. Yeah. Okay. And also the Sith era Anakin Skywalker. Yeah, give it to me. That's give one you've me. been chasing for years. Starting on this whole rabbit hole. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's been chasing one black series, and now he has like 50 or 60. Yeah. <laughs> chasing that one. That one. Black that one. I even had to make one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then also the Vengeance Collection, just to wrap the stars kind of collecting up here. I, I give my opinion on that earlier, but they did announce some pretty cool figures. You know, we got a Scarif Trooper coming, Yak Face, uh, Bausch Leia, Gamorrean Guard. They're all revealed. And then also Luke Skywalker from Crate. So his projection image. Oh, no way. Yeah. Oh, cool. Oh, sh- oh, wait, that one. Sorry, I was thinking of the comic. Remember when they did the comic, the Star Wars comic? Oh, no, 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 no. I was thinking of that one, that cool tunic. Okay, so Yeah, the when he fights movie. Kylo. Okay. Oh, that's yeah. cool. Grecian for men. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Trimmed up. Yeah. Yeah. See you around, kid. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Cool. Yeah. And then they got a couple more troopers, the uh, 41st Elite Corpse Trooper, as well as Luke Skywalker and Han in the Stormtrooper disguise. So again, kind of a bit of, yeah. you know, reusing bucks. I get it, what they're doing. But the Vengeance line continues to pour out figures. And I, I, I don't want to reiterate myself too many times here. <laughs> but when I look at some of these... I started to drool a little. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. Troy, where, where and if are you going to focus on any of these Black Series coming out? Oh, easily Anakin. Yeah. I'm going to get like four of them. Like for real. Like I, I went crazy on the Vader. Um, I can't remember the number, but I went crazy on that guy. I'm going to get a bunch of Anakins. Definitely picking up Yoda for sure. Afra, because I've been wanting Afra in the six inch scale yeah. for a long time. Um, that looks good to me. And what was the other one? Uh, was there an R2 you mentioned? That was the Elite Series. Oh, yeah, that was the Elite Series. So, um, yeah, I think I'll probably be good like that because I'm not dipping down the Vintage. I'm not doing the whole Elite Series stuff. I only picked up, I think, a Vader and an Anakin from that yeah. one. If they gave me Darth Maul, I'd probably grab that. It's but already been out. It ha- did come out. It was yeah. a tough one to get, I think, wasn't it? Yeah, it was one of those exclusives. They only yeah. released, like, 12 per store. Yeah. Oh, wow. Shoot. So, um, yeah, man. Oh, that looks good. I'm so excited for this whole... Oh, and the Obi-Wan, of course. The yeah. Obi-Wan and the Grievous. I'm definitely grabbing those guys. Yeah, definitely. definitely. I think I'm there with you with the Obi-Wan and Grievous because mm-hmm. of how unique they are. Oh, yeah. For me, I don't have a huge connection to that series, like I said, mm-hmm. but I'm interested in that. But I'm the thing that I like about what they released here at New York Comic Con was the fact that it's diverse. Yeah. Like, they're pulling from Rebels... Prequels. Prequels, OT, the comics. Yeah. Like, there's something from everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. which is pretty wild i like them seeing and like them seeing going deep and diverse in this black series line it makes it more difficult because if you're trying to focus a little more it's yeah. a bit harder to do because you're getting so many good figures but at the same time it's like hasbro you know huge thumbs up from me yeah. on this like huge thumbs up they're killing it man they're killing it it's crazy do you think we'll ever ever get to the point though when we're getting like the um the build a figure kind of stuff with the oh, uh, black series cool. stuff I'd love it. Yeah. I don't know what you do. Mm-hmm. Like you'd have to do like a Wampa build a figure. Yeah. A beast sort of thing. Maybe right. a big job. They've done a lot of those figures already in the deluxe sets. Right. So they've kind of gone to the deluxe set route for yeah. Black Series. But 
to get something big enough in there. Like a Grievous would be a good Build-A-Figure. Oh, that would be nice. Right? Yeah. You, you know, the arms build in, you get the cloak or something, the head. Yeah. I don't know, because the I guess the essence of stores collecting, or a lot of it, and I think they understand that, is in card. That's true. On mm-hmm. card, you know, unopened. Yeah. So if I'm opening these to get the Build-A-Figure, it, it makes it harder, right? Like, yeah. I don't think the Marvel Legends has that same stature as like you collect inbox yeah but i don't yeah yeah and so i don't know if people hold it to the same light as a star wars collecting so that that's probably where they've gone and i like the deluxe sets a bit more Mm -hmm. i wish i could get more of them it's just the price point is killer it is and especially they are pretty decent to display too because you know sometimes you run the problem with deluxe sets it's hard to display but Mm -hmm. black series does such a great job of doing it well, that's the thing, and that's what they've acknowledged, right? This yeah. is a collector series, yeah. So it's super conducive to putting on a shelf. Like the Java looks great. The like it's all yeah. even the Wampa, the way it's displayed with the Luke is Luke's upside down. Yeah, like he's in the, the cave. Han, the yeah, Han shot first kind of thing. Yeah, the Cantina set with the <laughs> two of them. They're sitting yeah. on chairs, oh, like with the great. table in front of them. So they've made it a real appealing piece to put up in a nerd room, yeah. which is really nice. But yeah, Hasbro's killing it. They're also killing it on the Legends line. Like, uh, I, I want to be more into Legends. And they're delivering here. Yep. We're getting two more children of Thanos. You complete that set out. I have to search for the the build a figure, the Black Dwarf on eBay at some point. Because oh, okay. I'm not going as deep to grab into the comic figures to build that out. Mm-hmm. But we're getting Corvus Glade and Ebony Maw here. Yeah, cool, which cool. are two characters that I really liked from the film. They, you know, they didn't have a ton to do, but the look of them, they're great. And where they're yeah. pulling from the Hickman run, mm-hmm. awesome stuff. And then there's also this this new X-Men line that's coming out. Another wave of yeah. X-Men 90s figures. Awesome. We're getting Forge and Jubilee, yes. which I know you're loving. Oh, that yellow coat, for <laughs> yeah. sure. Oh, man. <laughs> and then there's going to be inevitably another Spider-Man wave. And then we've got a two-pack here, Black Suit Spider-Man with Craven the Hunter. Mm, the Last Hunt. We just talked about that last oh, week. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah, so it's all coming. And they seem to be, again, I think the collecting or the figures are always pointing at something. Mm-hmm. No, I don't think it's any coincidence that you're seeing Black Suit Spider-Man, you're seeing Craven the Hunter, yes. you're seeing a lot of these, like, you know what I mean? They yeah. always seem to be teasing a little mm-hmm. something. I, for whatever reason, they're always a couple steps ahead. Like, yeah. you go back to Jessica Jones, they released a Hellcat figure for whatever reason, yeah. and the character that plays Hellcat was in Jessica Jones. That's right, ah, that's right. We were the shocker figure from way back, and then we see him in Homecoming. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Nuke was also in um, uh, Jessica, yeah. no, um, yeah, Jessica, Jessica Jones. Jones. Yeah, season one. Yeah, season yeah. one, yeah. and then he showed up in figure form that's right. a couple months before that's right yeah so it's interesting and they're they're continuing to do this mix of comic figures and movie figures i'm Mm -hmm. hoping this these two packed or this ebony maw and corvus glade i'm hoping they come with a more expanded mcu line yeah like Mm -hmm. i don't know because they they're holding back a lot here because a lot of this is coming out spring 2019 which also lines up with the release of infinity war or Infinity War Part Two, whatever it's right. going to be called, Avengers Annihilation, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it seems that they're holding a lot back here, but it's nice what they've done with the conventions when it comes to collecting. They're releasing things pretty slowly over the course of the year, so it's not all you get everything at San Diego. You kind of get this kind of trickled out through the year, so we have this ability to build excitement yeah. for the next new big thing. So I'm loving what they're doing here, and Marvel Legends, Troy, you, you jumping into any of these? Oh yeah, I got two black suit spider-mans already <laughs> one unboxed one inbox i'm gonna grab this figure again just because the difference with this figure is um you get the peter parker head 
but it comes with a black eye, uh, which is which is really cool. And the head actually fits properly because I do have another Peter Parker head, same skull, but for some reason doesn't fit the black suit Spider Man properly. So now that they're re releasing this one, I'm totally on board. I never got a chance to pick up Craven from before, so I'm definitely grabbing that figure nice. to complete that Sinister Six because I got yeah. like most of them, but Lizard and Mysterio. Just Scorpion. So, um, they haven't released a Scorpion yet. No, no, they haven't done a Scorpion. Shoot, that'd He's be a build figure. Never been in a movie too, so. He well, was he teased. has. He's in Homecoming. Yeah, that's right. He yeah. was teased. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah definitely. Because yeah. I had the uh, '90s Spider-Man animated series. I had all oh. those figures: I had Venom, Carnage, Craven, yeah, Mysterio, man. Scorpion. Venom, when you squish his legs, his arms. I think, yeah, would and move. he has like the rubber head where you can like fit it on Eddie Brock. So you took it off. Yeah. Eddie Brock. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and that's Carnage right. had the same one, but yeah. you took it off his Cletus. Cassidy. And Chameleon came with like J. Joe Jameson's head. Yeah, with a that's bunch right. Of head yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the only ones I was missing was like Kingpin. I never got. And the Peter Parker one. when he I was, had it with you, the, uh, the camera. camera. Yeah. yeah, I had it in the brown jacket. My mom wouldn't yeah. buy it for me. Oh, I love that figure. She's like, why would you get just a guy? Get a superhero. <laughs> Peter Parker. <laughs> yeah, that's what I said. It's so all mom. come full circle. Right? Yeah. <laughs> now when my daughter wants one, I was like, why would you just get the guy? Get the superhero. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> Thanks for chiming in there. I'm sorry that we had to go through. <laughs> no, that. man. I yeah, I'm down for talking legends. Shades uh, are off. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I I wanted to ask you, Troy. You would know this. Yeah. Have they ever released a '90s? We're talking about the '90s X-Men figures. Yeah. Do we ever get one like the animated series or the Jim Lee art of Magneto or Apocalypse from that time? Uh, there was a build a figure Apocalypse yeah. that came oh, out okay. within about a year or so ago. Yeah. And we haven't got we have gotten a Magneto one from way back, like the Toy like, Biz. It was like a there's a white suit Magneto. I think a white. Suit? Uh, was there was it on our no? There, I have the the latest Magneto. He's in the black suit. It's okay. not the classic like yeah all the red, red with like but the there white was the uncanny white suit in the comics. But yeah, that'd been a sweet. I feel like one. that might have been. I'm wondering was it if a that, select or what's the it was the. Artie Granoff art and they did I can't remember what it is it's one of those kind of mid-range sculpts like a uh, artifacts or something like that yeah they did a line of his Artie Granoff's art they did X-Men I think it was they a did. white suited yeah from the Uncanny because oh, cool. that's when uh, Cyclops had the new black suit yeah the black red. suit yeah 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 and they had the white yeah Magneto. that's what I'm thinking that's of. right that's right yeah yeah those yeah. are pretty sweet too. those are like, cool if you're that's looking cool. to not quite get into the hot toys yeah it's like your next step like they're usually in like the Seventy dollar range. Oh, they, they look nice. Those things. Yeah, they're Love absolutely them. beautiful. Yeah. Ooh. Well, you know, I've kind of been thinking about dabbling into X Men. Yeah, man. Um, I, I love the show. I love the movies. You know, I was thinking like I think there used to be a Magneto solo run. I don't know if he still has his own. No, solo. Yeah, they, they just did a one quick X Men X Men Black. It's just a one off of Magneto. Like what? What's? Yeah. Why isn't there just one X Men? Why is there two X Men? There's like an X Men Black, an X Men Gold, X Men oh, yeah, Blue, X Men Green, yeah. White, yeah. Purple. It's it's crazy. Right now, there's X Men Blue going on, and Magneto's the leader of that team. It's really cool. I'm oh, okay. It right now. It's dope. And is he yeah. still like the villain, or is he kind of no? Like the he's because um, Charles Xavier is dead at this moment, so he's Spoiler kind of like alert. taking the team over. And his and... brain was in Red Skull for a while. <laughs> yeah. <exactly>. What? <laughs> <laughs> Professor Xavier's? He literally oh, yeah. just he, Red Skull just took his brain out of his head and just put it on his head like a hat. <laughs> <laughs> That's serious. Like Davy Crockett? <laughs> that's going on yeah. during the Secret Empire and all that stuff too, right? At that point, isn't, um, uh, isn't he still... That? Yeah, because that's why Cap wants... I thought there was something to do with Cap and... Uh... No, that was the cause. That was uh, Kobik, the cube that did all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The right. Cosmic Cube. But right. that was what was that called, that that run? 
where if this oh access was it access yeah access yeah 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 yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And everybody reversed yes yeah that's why we got superior iron man yeah it was right. kind of well, yeah exactly yeah, you turned yeah. out to be a dickhead for a yeah. while yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> for a short more period. so than normal yeah, yeah. <laughs> for a short period of time yeah i forgot about all that it's a good one actually yeah access. it wasn't too yeah. bad so yeah. you're saying it's very confusing to get into the x-men is always confusing yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. it's always confusing just, just pick up x-men blue and gold though and they'll i'll put you in the right direction or just go back to the house m yeah, well, I actually oh, yeah. found those at the free. flea market for like two bucks an issue. Yeah. So yeah. I have them. I just haven't read them, read them yet. So maybe I'll give them a go. It's a, you can just jump straight into it. You, there's you don't need almost no context. Yeah. Oh, it okay. catches you up in a hurry. Too, yeah. With, if you uh, if you know, Witch. and it's what they do nicely is it's more or less the X Men you're familiar with. Like mm-hmm. Emma Frost is like one of the main leaders. Mm-hmm. Scott Summers is there. Yeah. They're, yeah. they're all there. Yeah. yeah. Charles Xavier, and then you got Wanda and Pedro and Magneto. Yeah. Magneto of Magneto's course. a badass. Oh, so good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm going to say bull statement. He's the best villain. Well, when he was a villain, he's the best villain of Marvel. Him mm. and Doom and Thanos, I think. I, I don't Doctor Doom's had his heyday, too. Yeah. Doom's yeah. Really Doom's, Doom's up there, but to me, Magneto has always been. Magneto and Apocalypse. To me, have been like the two. Because yeah. it's like sort of ruined for me by extra. <laughs> I think Pops is kind of overrated. But if you do Doom Secret Wars 2015, yeah, he's pretty cool. Yeah, oh, okay. he's had a good yeah. run the last couple of years. He has. Yeah. He's had a really good story because even when he was the infamous Iron Man. Oh, of course. That was great as well. Oh man, I love that one. Yeah. Yeah. Two volumes. Oh, yeah. so do, good. Do Mashayev, the uh, yeah. internet troll. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the garbage bag man. <laughs> so bad. <laughs> okay, can Doom actually in the comics like make people's head explode like in that movie, or is that just like something from the movie? Well, he's kind of got one of those power sets that are just goes up and ambiguous. Down. Yeah. He's like a sorcerer, but he yeah. also dives in like technology. Yeah, he's sort of between like Doctor Strange and Iron Man. Exactly. Oh, okay, okay. Exactly. That's why I like never could like get into Doom because he he looks badass and I love the look of the character. But I just never know, like, what he does. Yeah, it's not, like, as definitive as Magneto, who can mm-hmm. move metal around. And yeah. That, that's a fairly defined power set. Yeah. You know, yeah. What's... <laughs> who can't fight him? Wolverine. <laughs> Ever. But Glassman? Like, he's got him beat. <laughs> yeah. But Doctor Doom's, again, one of those characters that fluctuates. Like, yeah. King the Conqueror's like that, too. I, I like find. him because of time travel, but yeah. he's kind of wishy-washy I at like, times. Yeah. Thanos, even at times, is like that. Sometimes yeah. he's yeah. a god. Sometimes he can get beat up by one person. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, so, it's that's comic books. It's comic books. And book, I love yeah. comic books. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> Speaking of which, we're going to dive into a little bit of what was revealed from your Comic-Con on the comic side of things. Now, it was pretty quiet for Marvel and DC. They really didn't show up this year. Junior Comic Con. There wasn't a whole bunch really announced at a DC other than Flash Year One. Yeah, I saw that. Who's yeah. writing that one? Did they say they did? But I don't have it here. Oh, okay. Sorry, but uh, we are. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> nice. And from the Marvel side, not a whole bunch except from the Star Wars world. They announced a whole slew of new books and also a few that are ending. Now Poe, the ongoing series, is done. It's ended at issue thirty-one, and they also announced that Vader. The series that we've been praising for the better part of a year now, or over a year, is ending on December 19th with issue number 25. Charles Soule is bringing that to a close with the Fortress Vader arc. You gutted, man? Like, Uh, I'm I'm gutted. I mean, I I get it, though. I mean, the run's been so... It's been the best run. Like, it's crazy, man. But um, I get it. You know, it's kind of like a director. You know, you got to leave after that third film. You know, yeah, you gotta leave after you make that MJ shot. So I get it, but um, you can't come back for the whiz. 
No, no, you can't. We're rocking the 45? Yeah, yeah. the 45? No, keep the 23. But I, I'm interested to see because I think he did say he'll still do stuff for Star Wars. Yeah. I think he's done stuff like Obi-Wan and Anakin, which is great. And uh, he's, He was doing the Poe run too, didn't he? He's doing the Poe run. Oh, yeah, which is done exactly. also. Just finished it, right? Yeah. So, I think so. he did a run on Green Arrow like back in the day and it was phenomenal. He's a great He's doing Daredevil yeah. too. I just picked oh, it up, but yeah. it's awesome. Nice. Yeah. yeah, everything he's done that I've read is fantastic. Wicked, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, Letter 44, I think. It was like an independent book, right? comic he did. It was great as well. Yeah. Awesome stuff. Awesome. Yeah, so it's, it's, I'm quite upset about that, but yeah. I am right there with you. It's I don't want to see this go, but I don't want to overstate its welcome. That's right. You know, That's that right. It has a real possibility of doing that, coming off the back end of these three or four really big arcs. Yeah. And apparently he said in the, on the panel that he swung for the fences on this one. So it is meant to be a big close to this series. Wow. And we're not going to be left too long without a Vader series, though, because mm-hmm. we're getting... Star Wars Shadow of Vader. Yeah. Which has now a very interesting spin on it. Because if you look at the what it's supposed to be, it was a five-issue miniseries focusing on characters who have been affected by Vader and that lasting legacy of Vader on these individual characters through a, quite a wide span in time in Star Wars. So really cool concept. It was, it is slash was, written by Chuck Wendig. Now, Chuck Wendig is the writer of the Aftermath Trilogy, I think he did the adaptation for The Force Awakens in comic book form. Yeah. And he's diving into Vader here as well. And Hyperion. And Hyperion, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but there's some tweets from him over the weekend or just before the weekend that he had been relieved of his duties by Marvel on the remaining or the last two issues of Shadow of Vader, so four and five. And also from, not I guess directly from Marvel, but I guess Lucasfilm, mm-hmm. any future Star Wars novels, a yet-to-be-announced one that he was supposed to be doing. Now, the release comes because of his tweets, his engagement with people on certain political and social issues. I We're not going to get into the politics of it because we try to stay away from that. You don't come here for those type of opinions. You come here for... Star Wars, Marvel, and DC. But what? I thought this was a political show. <laughs> you guys lied to me. Damn it! You I thought we were going to discuss the price episodes. of grain and the new NAFTA agreement. <laughs> I'm out of here. Anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Not anymore. But I will say that I find it a bit disturbing that, and I'm going to steal a term from Mark Ossoff here, that social media is being weaponized against people. Yes, the he was very vulgar online. He has his opinion. I think he has a right to express that as long as he's doing it in the proper forum. Again, coming back to the idea that maybe he didn't always present it in the right way, but he still afforded that. And I find it a bit, a, a bit. it's just kind of a shame that he's been taken off stuff because I, I did enjoy the Aftermath books. Got better, right? I never yeah, read them, but it, I heard they got better. It did. The first three quarters of the first one was hard to get into mm-hmm. because you're expecting the Thrawn trilogy by Timothy yeah, Zahn, right? Yeah. You didn't get a lot of your mainstay characters in the first one. You pick up on them in, I think it's uh, Life Debt, and then I can't remember what the last one's called. But... Yeah, you know, as far as there's, you know, calls for boycotts and all this kind of stuff, I'm not going to do any of that. My whole thing is I support him in the past. I'm going to continue to support his work that he does in Star Wars. I'm definitely going to buy the first three issues here, and we'll see how this all goes. I don't know if you guys got anything you want to say or just want to leave it at that. Uh, I don't got anything to say about... I don't got anything to say about the situation. It's the actual book itself, though, um, I find will be kind of interesting just to see the perspective of people encountering Vader. I think that's kind of cool. It's Vader, so of course I'm going to get it, and it only it ends at five, right? Yeah. So that's easy for me to, to kind of pick up. What I like is that there's still so much room left for us to explore Vader, maybe in a movie. Yes. Who knows? Ooh. Give it to me. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. So, yeah. Yeah, and this this like... being a very unique take on Vader, it's not. Yeah. I don't think it's like focused 
on Vader himself. No. I think you'll have appearances, maybe telling a little bit of a backstory, but it's going to be more about his effect, which is something that we really haven't seen on random characters too, I think. Well, that's the coolest thing because I was so intrigued by um, the best, Claudia Gray. When she wrote Bloodlines, she explores the fact of the aftermath of how, Vader, or how Leia felt after her encounter with Jabba the Hutt yeah. and her encounter with Vader, what happened in episode four. I thought that was really cool and something we haven't had enough of. So again, this book here or these comics, I think it's going to be really cool to dive into that kind of aspect. Yeah. Yeah. Really awesome. And the last thing that we're going to talk about here before Sanjay comes back on the podcast. <laughs> I was having a nap. What's going on here? <laughs> Is... Uh, Star Wars Age of Republic Resistance and Rebellion. So this is a 24-issue one-shot maxi-series, they're calling it, in Star Wars. So they're splitting Star Wars up into three eras here. We have the Republic, which is the prequels, the Rebellion, which is the OT, and Resistance, which is the new saga films. And what they're doing is they're releasing one-shots focused in those eras on heroes and villains. So I'm just going to run down this list of characters that we're going to get here, and then we maybe just briefly touch on what you're going to pick up. Right. So running down this list, this is a 24 issues. This is going to be released between, I believe this December and next July. So a lot to be released two a month. So we've got Qui-Gon, Maul, Kenobi, Jango Fett, Anakin, Dooku, Padme, and Grievous for the age of Republic. We've got Lando, Jabba the Hutt, Han Solo, Boba Fett, Luke Skywalker, Grand Moff Tarkin, Leia, and Vader for age of rebellion. And we've got Poe, Snoke, Finn, Phasma, Rose, Hux, Ray, and Kylo for Age of Resistance. So a lot of really great characters in there. Yeah. That's a huge list. I know that was really hard to take in. But for me, the, the standouts are like your Qui-Gon's, Jabba the Hutt, Grand Moff Tarkin, characters we haven't seen explored too much mm-hmm. in any media outside of the films and some of the cartoons. Right, right. So there's it, a lot there, it, and they're one shots. So like, so for instance, when you go to the Age of Republic, there's 24 issues, but each issue focuses on one character there's 24 issues in total oh for the whole three uh, parts. and so then that's split between each three parts it's going to start with the age of oh. so the prequel stuff first right two a month it's going to start with qui-gon and maul the first two to the gate oh okay and then it's going to be age of rebellion and then age of resistance so it's 24 wow. in total oh okay and it'd be just one shots one quick story going back to so the leia story i think is focusing on her um, in Return of the Jedi when she gets the Bausch costume or cool. the, the Bounty Hunter costume. Cool. So it's going to be kind of, you know, the, the Force of Destiny stuff where they yeah. just pick up a random Like an anthology frame. kind of thing? Yeah, they yeah. just pick up a random place, tell a little bit of a story, put yeah. the character back down. Cool. Yeah, cool. so kind of interesting. Yeah. One-shots, I think, are very digestible for certain characters, mm-hmm. whether you're picking or choosing or doing the whole thing. Like, I think i'm gonna try to do cool i think it's be quite interesting yeah. it's gonna be a lot of fun at least seeing them explore some of these characters particularly that we haven't got in the past yeah so lots of fun there from star wars and i think that's where we're gonna cap this thing for new york comic-con there's maybe a little bit more to discuss in the future but let's try to keep that to our weeks at nerd as we see these new characters yes as we see the new legends and black series falling out here because what's been announced both from a comic perspective in star wars and the Black Series and Legends has got me super hyped for 2019 already. Like I'm starting to make space in here for some of these new <laughs> figures that are going to be dropping on us here. Now, we're going to do something a little bit different here for the next two minutes or so. So we've put a bit of a request out to our friends in the Star Wars Commonwealth and our friends from around the podcasting world to give us just a short two-minute promo. So we never do ads or anything like that in the podcast here. But what we want to do is create a little bit of space to give some promo time 
for our friends around, you know, podcast in the comments, whatever. So you're going to hear from one of our friends right now. And then once we come back from this, you're going to hear Grab's question for this week. We've, we've delayed this a few weeks. He sent us a new one. We're going to try to do both. We'll see how the timing goes. We're going to start with one and then we'll see where we get to, but we'll come back in just a few minutes and you're going to hear from one of the friends of the Commonwealth. Hello, listeners of the nerd room. I'm Carlos Candido. You might recognize me as one of the hosts of the Sith Disturbers and Tumbling Saber podcasts. I also host my own podcast called Thinking Out Loud, which you can find on Apple Podcasts, Spreaker, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. What you might not know is that I am primarily a musician, singer, songwriter, poet, producer, and artist. I recently brought my talents over to Patreon and started a campaign called Carlos Creates, and I'd love it if you took a few seconds to check it out. My goal is to release an album every year and increase video productions, vlogs, and a making the album style documentary called Making Stuff. The tiers start at $3, $5, and $7 and provide Patreon-only content like photos and videos, access to a VIP Facebook group, and monthly prize draws. But most importantly, every tier includes my monthly music releases. Every month, you'll get a downloadable MP3 in your Patreon feed. New music every month as an exclusive. All the details of the tiers can be found at patreon.com slash Creates. Finally, I'd ask you to check out the Tumbling Saber podcast and all the other podcasts that make up the Star Wars Commonwealth Podcast Network at starwarscommonwealth.com. And now, back to Tim, Troy, and Sanjay. All right, guys, welcome back. We hope you enjoyed that. You know, it's just a couple couple minutes there, promos, and you're going to see them maybe popping up every other episode or every episode, depending on how many we get. But it's just meant to help promote some of our friends and get you guys into some of the content that we are also enjoying. Plus, we don't mind whoring ourselves out. Yeah. <laughs> Sanjay. So candid. <laughs> gotta love it. We gotta, you know, we're gonna have a sponsor for Grabs' question of the week. Like, the Toyota Tundra. Grabs' question of the week. <laughs> there you go. Toyota, if you're listening, you know, Definitely. give us free cars. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, I'm excited for this question. He sent this to me last night, and he was a little upset about the title, but I'm gonna read it anyways. But he's just got a simple question. <laughs> But I think it's a great title, personally. So he says, less than a year ago, I was comic content. I owned a couple, but never read them. When I say your passion is contagious, I mean it. Just a few minutes ago, I was scouring the internet looking for information on purchasing the comic with the first appearance of Scott Lang, who is Grab's oh. favorite character. Oh, cool. Okay, cool. Yeah, so his question for us this week are, who and how were you brought into comics? What are some of the comics you feel that you must own from your favorite characters that you've already bought and the ones that you feel you need to buy? Have you ever purchased a CGC graded comic? And if not, would you? Lastly, what's the best deal you've gotten on a comic or bundle of comics according to the enjoyment you got out of them and not necessarily the best value for the comic? Thanks in advance. Grabs. Sir Grabs. Oh, Sir Grabs. Toyota thanks you. And, you know, we got to get the big three. You got Cars, uh, then the Big Mac, the Big Grabs, question of the week. Make sure you grab yourself a Big Mac and a Coke for Grabs, question of the week. Just so you know, Sanjay's holding a Big Mac in his hand. I'm having one right now. Mmm. So good, McDonald's. I have one during a, every podcast. What a goof. <laughs> Who invited this guy on? <laughs> Hey, Troy, stop hogging all the fries here. 
Hook me up. My mouth is full <laughs> right now. <laughs> Tim's so salty because he got those Wendy's fries. But here at McDonald's, we are so happy. <laughs> I've got to work with this. <laughs> Every Tuesday. No, I'm just kidding. Sanjay. Yes. How did you get into comic books? Okay. Uh, how did I get my comic books? Um, my older brother actually uh, collected comic books when I was a kid. Uh, he's quite a bit older than me. He's, um, oh, geez, I got to do math now. He's seven years older than me. Um, so he, he picked them up when he was a teen, and I was um, like seven or eight. And I thought they were super cool, but, you know, I wasn't quite ready to handle them because, you know, I was the rambunctious kid. So they always remained this, like, mysterious thing that I had in my basement that uh, my brother had. So, you know... As I got older, I got looking through the boxes and looking at the covers and like, this is super cool. Like he was collecting in the 90s. So he has like a lot of like those 90s with like the the special editions and like the pouches and the guns. <laughs> so many pouches. So yeah. many pouches. And he has like the, the Dark Fall series or the Dark Knight when he uh, Batman gets his back Nightfall. broken. Nightfall, that's yeah. the one. Yeah. So stuff like that. Um, and I just always watched the cartoons as a kid. Um, love, love the X-Men, Spider-Man shows and um, just ever since I was a kid, just always had an intrigue in them. And just, that was kind of my first uh, love for collecting comics. Awesome. Yeah, man. Mine's kind of similar to you. I had a older brother and he was really into Conan the Barbarian. Nice. Uh, back nice. then is under Marvel. So I was always intrigued by Conan and, you know, yeah. growing up in the eighties and the nineties is Arnold all over. Right. Yeah. So I thought those books were pretty cool. I think he had Batman and the outsiders. There's a couple just, you know, crazy comics that I was really into, but I was always a Spider-Man guy, so I always yeah. stuck to the cartoons or the Adam West Batman. I didn't dive into them right away as a kid, and then slowly I got more and more into it with, uh, unfortunately, the Clone Saga going on there <laughs> in the 90s for Spider-Man. But I've always been drawn to Spider-Man. I can't remember the first exact comic I got, but I can tell you the first one that really got me into comics deep, and that was when my girlfriend wife now got me uh, the back in black series oh, okay. um, just love that run that takes place right after civil war when spider-man dons the black suit and you know going back to actually what we were just talking about is the coincidence because spider-man throws on the black suit during that time which is also the same time we're getting the sam raimi spider-man 3 where he's in the black suit so it's kind of funny how they pair that off right but um yeah man black and back in black spider-man civil war going on there that's what really really got me into the comics so now your wife can't get mad if you spend so much money on comics no it's, it's her, her fault, fault. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah she was your, she was your dealer yeah big time, <laughs> big time. yeah yeah she mailed me the comics because she was uh, out of town back then oh, okay yeah. oh yeah Favorite, nice though. nice <laughs> <laughs> awesome now yeah. i come to the table quite a bit later in the comic book game you got you know you had influence from other people my influence was directly from the MCU. Yeah. Nice. I was not a comic book reader pre-MCU, and I didn't even hop on the MCU bandwagon until, I think I've told the story before, until Captain America. Yes. Right. We were driving to our vacation spot, 2011, the summer there, July, and we stopped, and I said, I really want to see this film. So we go, watch it, loved it, game over from there. <laughs> and actually, I pulled out the very first comic book I ever bought. It's sitting on the table right here. It's called Avengers X Sanction. Now, this didn't come out till February 2012, so my timeline's a bit fuzzy there. I think what I originally had done is, so I guess technically this is my first floppy that I ever bought. Because So when I saw Captain America, the first Avenger, I went and bought trade paperbacks uh. of the Avengers, starting from number one, Thor starting from the number one, Captain America starting from number one. Like like the number one. Yeah, like it was really, really and hard and not a great decision. <laughs> so I, you still have those here then? 
Yeah, they're trade paperbacks. Oh, okay. They're not yeah. the original. It's volumes, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I actually have Avengers number one. <laughs> yeah. It's right there. Like the actual yeah. one. Um, but... Way to gloat. <laughs> it's right there. <laughs> but those are really hard to read. Those comic books from mm. the 60s and that. 63 and that. 62 is the Thor. It, it wasn't a great avenue in. But when I did come back and I finally worked up the courage to go into a comic book shop, I was always very intimidated by it. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. I just felt like I didn't know enough and I was wandering around. But it was, I'd heard a lot or I was reading a lot. And that's when I really got into looking up online about films and the production and set leaks and all this. That's when I started really doing all that. And then this Avengers versus X-Men was coming yeah. out. And this X-Sanction was a four-part miniseries that led into that. So the MCU was, was my big driver. The end of the Bendis era is when I got into comic books. And from then on, it's been just pure love. Like I've always been a Star Wars collector. I've always been a Star Wars fan. And that's where my fandom sat for a very, very long time. And then I started to share a bit over into Marvel. And now they've kind of come up together and almost in reverse because Star Wars comics, I really started to get into in the last couple of years when they rebooted them at Marvel. I didn't do a lot of the Dark Horse stuff. Brian Wood did a series, his last series in... When it was with Dark Horse was that, that I collected. Was like the Origin of the Jedi, is that one? No, it was like a, it was a story in between A New Hope and Empire, I believe. Oh, okay. And it was the first time they had gone back to that era for a long time and told a new story in there. And then that all was decanonized. And then that's when I really started going feet first into Star Wars comics. So it's been an interesting ride. You'd, almost, by the way I talk, I feel like I've been in comics my whole life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I've got like over a thousand back issues yeah. now and all that kind of stuff. Like we all have. But yeah, it's been a hell of a ride. Nice. Absolutely nice. love it. Now what else did Grab say here? Um, comic books that uh, you want or you've already bought from your favorite character. What are your must-owns in the Spider-Man universe? What are your must-owns in DC world? Uh, yeah, for me, um, there's a couple. Uh, the first one is I got to get the first appearance of General Zod. He's my man. Uh, he makes that appearance in, I think it's like a Jimmy Olsen comic book of all places. For whatever reason, like, supervillains always made their appearance in Jimmy Olsen. Like, l- happy-go-lucky, like Darkseid. Yeah, Darkseid was one. Yeah, Darkseid. Yeah, yeah, yeah Darkseid. And General Zod. So, uh, that's the one I gotta get. And, of course, the first Justice League issue. Gotta get that. Uh, I mean, like, going back, like, it would be, like, insane to own, like, action comics uh, number one or detective comics 27 but those things are just way too pricey yeah. now that like i would have to win the lottery to even consider getting those ones but you never know let's just stop buying steelbooks for a couple weeks <laughs> 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 once you get that streaming device uh, set up you're good to go oh yeah yeah once i uh launch sunny streaming, sunny streaming. <laughs> yeah <laughs> straight into your homes 24 <laughs> hours a day sunday streaming <laughs> It's a huge promo episode for Sanjay. <laughs> Sorry, Spider-Man books. Oh, uh, yeah, of course. Uh, Spider-Man number one. Well, Amazing Fantasy number one. I'd mm-hmm. love to get my hands on that. I got it on the Masterworks, which is just, you know, a trade system back for the 60s runs. But um, I'd love to get the one the night that Gwen Stacy died. I'd love oh, to get that yeah. issue, obviously. Yeah. That'd be cool. Um, when he gets the black suit in Secret Wars, yes. that would be yeah. pretty yeah. sweet to get my hands on. It's a tough one to get. That's a oh, that's a tough one. I'd love to get that, like a first issue of Batman, you know, oh, or yeah. the classic Batman and Robin when they're swinging with the yellow background. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That that'd would be, be cool. That'd be really cool. Yeah. How uh, about the uh, first appearance of Nightwing? Oh, that'd be sweet. Uh, Judas contract. Judas contract. Yeah. yeah, I think it's number three. Really? Because I have issues one, two, and four. 
And I was like, look at it. I was like, I can't find number three. And yeah. then I was like, oh, that's the first appearance of Nightwing. And it's going, oh, for, I'd love like, to get my hands on it. Even though that costume was terrible. What do you mean? The blue there, with the, with the suede? Yeah. Blue, yellow is, is tacky. But um, yeah, I'd like to go back and do that. One thing that I always wanted to do when I end up doing it was completing the pre New 52 run when Nightwing takes the cowl from Batman and uh, becomes Scott Snyder. Batman. Yeah, well, Grant Morrison and Scott Snyder, that yeah. whole thing. So you get the team up of Batman and Robin. So mm-hmm. you get Nightwing and Damien, yeah. which is an awesome dynamic. And then you also go back and you get um, Nightwing as Batman, which is just fantastic, going all the way up to Batman Incorporated and then going into New 52 Batman and then Dick Grayson's run in Nightwing. So, uh, yeah, that, that's about it for me, man. I, I'd love to get my hands on a Justice League 2, of yeah. course. Avengers number one. Of I might course, just yeah. take it right now. Yeah, no, just, we should just draw our own and just, like, leave it there and see if Tim notices. <laughs> sketches, right? <laughs> <laughs> now, for me, I guess it would be Avengers number four. That's right. the first appearance of Captain America cool. in the modern, not modern era, but the, whatever, it would be the Silver Aged era of, of Marvel Comics. Mm-hmm. Coming out, being dethawed. Yeah. Um, and really, and this kind of folds into one of the last questions here, but I, it's always, for me, it's focused. Avengers, Captain America is where my big focus has been for collecting comic books. And of course, I'd like that Avengers 4. My wife bought me Avengers number one for our wedding, which is amazing. I'll always have that. But it's completing the Brubaker run on yeah. Captain America. Oh, yeah. And Marvel Limited has reaffirmed as I've reread that I need this. So this is like your first appearance of Winter Soldier. Right. This is that that era or that tone that's set for Captain America in the Winter Soldier film. I absolutely love those comic books. I have issues one, two, three, and then I think I have 10 forward. So I'm missing mostly the Winter Soldier piece. I think I have issue seven as well. But I, I need to fill that line out. Right. So I'm kind of part of the way there. And then I also have one more that I need to get, and that's the Guardians of the Galaxy from the 2008 run. I need issue number 25. It's the only one I'm missing in the, oh, in the set. Oh, that's okay. it. Yeah, that's it. Nice. Now, CGC, good stuff. Do you guys have any CGC graded comics? Uh, No, no, I don't. I looked at a couple, uh, just some comic shows and stuff. Um, I haven't pulled the trigger. I did get one of those, like, really thick yeah. comic covers, like the plastic one. I put Batman number one, New 52 in there. Oh, sick. Because that's, like, 300 bucks now or something. Like, Oh, I bet. Yeah, it's crazy oh, expensive. So yeah, such a good run. So um besides that um like i would like to um but i haven't actually it's like those hard cases there they're pretty cool oh yeah but okay. they're, those are like four or five bucks for one like, yeah but if you're protecting a 300 dollars comic yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> probably yeah. worth it yeah, a little bit um yeah so i uh i don't but it would have to be like a really special comic uh like i said like first appearance is odd yeah something like that but yeah. they look super cool like when you have the the grade on top, like that one Tim just showed that he's going to give me for uh, Christmas. <laughs> nope. <laughs> I do have two CGC graded comic books. The Avengers number one, of course. And then one time I came home and I had spent some time with my dad and we put all the siding up in our house, whatever. And I came home and he had sent me Avengers number 51 CGC graded number wow. eight or CGC graded eight. So I do own two CGC graded comic books. They are fantastic for display mm-hmm. i love the look at them they protect the comic you need them for the the big issues yeah yeah but the problem with cgc grading is you pay quite a premium for it mm-hmm. even more so than you would and you're paying for the protection you're paying for the registration and all that of the comic book so i'd say for issues like avengers number one justice League, you know when you want to know that someone's looked over this they've graded it but also they've confirmed that it's legit 
that's important. Right. That's really where the CGC grading comes in. You don't buy a CGC graded comic book of something that was released two weeks ago. No, no. You do it for the older comic books. You yeah. see, like you'll see on wherever eBay or my comic shop, CGC graded stuff that of comic books that came out five years ago yeah. that are worth 150 bucks. But the comic book is right beside it for sale on my comic book shop, mycomicshop.com for 12 bucks. Yeah. And so you're paying quite a hefty premium for that. I think it costs like 50 or 80 bucks to get this done. Oh, actually, wow. Yeah, it's quite expensive. And you have to mail it away. They grade it. They send it back to you in the in the case and all that. So it is worth it, but it has to be for highly collectible issues. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That'd be my only recommendation for that. But yep. they're really cool. Yep. Yeah. All right. Lastly, guys, here. What's the best deal you've gotten on a comic or a bundle of comics according to the enjoyment you've got of them and not necessarily the price? Or the value. Um, okay, yeah. I'll go with a comic. And I'm going to actually go with a movie as well. Because why not? <laughs> <laughs> I have 2,000 of them. <laughs> uh, just about. Uh, the comic that I got the most enjoyment would definitely be the first comic I ever purchased. was Justice League New 52, number one. So the run with Jeff Johns. Uh, we're getting the Justice League together. You know, as a New 52, everything had rebooted from, start, uh, from scratch. I just love that. That was the first book I read and it was the first comic, like the first comic book that I had bought and fell in love with. So that one I've been reading and I read it so much that I had to like buy the trade because I'm like, man, like the page pages are getting like a little bit damaged here. Like, like an eight year old kid. So I don't know. So I got the trade now. So I read that. Um, and the movie would actually be, um, Dawn of the dead, the original George A. Romero from the sixties. So I was just, um, one day just walking through superstore, which is just like a grocery store. And they used to have movies, but they don't anymore. Cause that's annoying. Um, and so I saw it and I was like, oh, Dawn of the Dead. I was like, oh, zombies in a shopping mall. This is kind of cool. So I picked it up and then like my love for horror movies and my love for movies just like took off from there. And, you know, that's one of my favorite movies of all time. I watch it every year. And uh, yeah, Dawn of the Dead. Nice. There you go. Yeah. Not bad. Yeah, for me, I don't know. I think, um, well, most recently that I can think of is probably uh, House of M. I th- yeah. picked it oh, up yeah. at a convention yeah. not too long ago. I got like the whole set single issue for like five or six bucks. Is awesome, just packaged. That was wicked. Um, and I love that run. I could also think of for a trade probably Batman, uh, Scott Snyder's Court of Owls. Like yes, that got yes. me like heavily invested in New Fifty Two big mm-hmm. time, especially because they didn't mess with Batman too much because it's like a yeah. reboot kind of relaunch except for the fact that the Robin's age gap was weird <laughs> yeah. apart from that though that Batman is the same Batman from the pre-new 52 so mm-hmm. I loved what they did with the quarter vowels literally turning the pages upside down as I'm reading yeah. this book because there's a cool spot that they do there so um, that's the only ones I can really think of yeah. really yeah off the top of my head do, right now do you think a quarter vowels movie would work Hell yeah. Yeah? I think, I, I thought about before, I think Court of Owls, if you made that into a movie, that's a cool way that you could actually introduce Nightwing and skip Robin. Mm-hmm. Because if you read that book, the Talons have been invested in Dick Grayson slash the Gray Sun. Yeah. So I feel like you could skip the whole Robin arc and you could actually have Batman training Dick Grayson after he's left the Talons. Mm-hmm. So he's already caught up to speed in like acrobats, training, yeah. athletic, all that kind of stuff. And you just kind of persuade him to become good you could just skip that and become nightwing right from there so oh i would love to see a court of owls movie i've heard a little bit of rumors online that you know matt reeves may dabble in the court of owls for his batman movie so i am with you 100 percent uh that would be like the one way the one way i would take it if i was a charge wb oh yes yeah nice nice all right so for me i have two we used to go to those comic conventions all the time and i was thinking i was flipping through the 
the boxes here. And I was like, we got to start going to those again. Those yeah, small local ones. They were great. Because we used to go probably once a month mm-hmm. and have an absolute blast flipping through So comics. much fun. I'd say the two runs that I've got the most enjoyment out. So the first one was I walked in there one day and I grabbed a short box and I had maybe 15 or 20 of the Star Wars, the original comic run. Really nice comic books, not beat up too much. Two bucks a piece. I took them up to the guy and he said, hey, where'd you get these? <laughs> and I said, they're just over there. They're in the $2 thing. He goes, I'm going to honor this, but I shouldn't. <laughs> well, good on him for honoring it. Yeah, he's a good dude and all that. Um, he does the Sunnyside stuff here in Calgary. Yeah. And then the most fun I think I've ever had chasing a run, and this involves getting individual comic books and bundles, was again that Guardians of the Galaxy 2008. I chased that for probably two years. Wow. I'm still chasing it technically. Yeah. But I refused to pay over three bucks an issue. And it was just going through on one of them higher quality. I went to multiple conventions. This was before the movie really came out. So right. they're a bit there. You remember the warehouse you used to have over in the North East? Oh yeah. It was literally just like a storage locker. It was like, a storage locker. He'd open it on Saturdays and Sundays. Just open the yeah, thing. You just yeah. walk in and just make yeah. long boxes everywhere. Not sorted. Nothing. It was madness. It, but the nice thing about it, you could go and flip through this. And because he hadn't sorted it, he had no idea. Right. He'd yeah. buy collections off of random guys. He'd yeah. say, I'll give you you know, 300 bucks for your collection and you'd sell them for two bucks a piece. Mm-hmm. But you, if you took the time and flipped through them and if you knew what you're looking for, you we found some real gems. Oh, oh yeah. I think I found like an Aquaman like number 50 from like the 60s run yeah. for no like way. two bucks. Yeah. Yeah. And I found a lot of Guardian stuff there. It, so it, that was, I had a ton of fun so doing that. Fun. Yeah. Wow. And some of them are worth money. Some of them are worth not. Like I got Guardians one. I ended up buying that one off of my comic shop because I just couldn't find it. I think a paid 20 bucks for it it's yeah. worth 200 or something now or oh, wow. 150 it's mm-hmm. worth quite a bit it's you know just anything where you have a first appearance of a team mm-hmm. technically yeah. not the first appearance annihilation conquest number six oh. is oh. but now your comic's <laughs> worthless that you told everyone well i have <laughs> i'll buy it off too. you for five bucks <laughs> not it's hanging up here man <laughs> yeah so for me though that's probably the two runs that i've had an absolute blast and i want to get back into that this question really got me thinking like i Grabs has been a huge influence on oh, me. Oh, yeah. yeah. If yeah. you got me to Marvel Unlimited, you know, he's throwing these dope questions at us. And actually, I talked to him a little bit offline, just DMing, DMing back and forth on Twitter. And I asked his permission to, to tell everyone and you guys something. But he is joining us as well on this journey to, to fatherhood times no two. No way. Yeah. 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 Grabs. Yeah. Grabs. Wow. Yeah, so we wanted to throw congratulations out there to him as well. And... There's something going on with the nerder, man. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Something going on. Yeah. 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 Our biggest contributor here is also having a child. <laughs> <laughs> well, what if like there's someone just running around impregnating our wives while every Tuesday we're here recording? You know, when the babies are born, if they all look the same, we'll know that's what it was. They look like you on my pits. <laughs> I'm here with you guys. <laughs> never know. You, you're away for a couple of weeks. <laughs> For once, I, I am speechless. So I've recorded a, an episode of TSW Comics with um, Rob Cass and the special guest on there as well. You guys, actually, I'll say it here because you hear at the same time, drops on the same day. Mark Godseff rejoined us for TSW Comics for an episode, and they're making fun of us a little bit at the end, saying that there's a, there's a story there, and they want to get you on a, like an After Dark Side, Sanjay, because they, they figure you <laughs> there's a story, a key party of some sort. <laughs> so... Oh man, I got Tim's keys. Rules are rules. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
You can't go against the power of the key. It's a very, a very distinct look of my child. <laughs> if that's the case. <laughs> All right, Grabs. Congratulations, and thanks again for being such a huge contributor to the show. We always have a blast talking about those. Yeah, and you know, you were talking about the uh, comic run, uh, the comic uh, convention, the comic shows. I think there's one coming up in November. Yeah. So I think we should we should make a point to try to get to it. Let's do it. Yeah, yeah let's do it. I haven't been in like months. Well, funny enough, my, my wife says to me the other day, I think there was one a couple weeks ago. Maybe, yeah, there was. I just missed it. Yeah, late September. She says, are you going to go? And I was like, excuse me? <laughs> <laughs> She's like, you should go. I didn't have an opportunity to get there. Other things came up, but... She's encouraging it, so I took that as a sign. Yeah, I, <laughs> and this I is another sign. So I'm doing it. Let's I'm back do it. In. Yeah, I haven't done it for like a year, at least a year. Yeah, I, last time I did it, I think I got like I got like pretty good like Justice League like uh, comics. Like I think I got like Justice League the number like in like the one hundreds like for like two bucks like. Whoa. Yeah, and a bunch of JLA comics, so a lot of good stuff. It's just fun because like it's not sorted. Some of it is now, but some of it isn't. You just go in, you look and. The new stuff, it's fun because you never know what you're going to find. Well, the nice thing, too, is that you can get back issues of mm-hmm. recent comic books for two bucks. Well, and they're usually huge. tagged yeah. at, what, $3.99, $4.99 plus the exchange. So you can actually save quite a bit. Now, you're not getting your big issues. You're not going to get your bat dong issue or anything yeah. like that. <laughs> but you <laughs> can get, you can get, you'll be able to go back and look for on a random series on whomever, like Daredevil stuff, probably yeah. Hulk stuff and all that. So you can go back and get the issues that weren't picked up in great volume at comic book shops. Mm-hmm. He buys the, the, all the issues I think off of some of the comic book shops mm. where they've bought in, you know, 15 copies of this. They only sold five. He buys them for three, two bucks a piece or a buck a piece and then sells them for two. Yeah. So kind of a win-win for everyone. Yeah. I actually did notice the wonder woman. There was a ton of stuff and then the movie came out. And then people had just snapped it up because yeah, like the I was looking for it. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 So I mean, I, I actually noticed that with Aquaman too. Just even in the stores, number thirty-seven sold out. Like number forty Can't sold find that out. Anywhere. Yeah. yeah. Super strange because Aquaman used to be super like easy to get a hold of. But yeah. Jason Momoa, my man. You know, the movie influences heads. a lot. Now a lot of those people are going in, maybe trying to get these issues, and they're going to resell them somewhere. But speculators, yeah. man. Who knows? Who knows? All right, guys, we're going to get into the back half of the news section here before we roll into a bit more discussion on Venom and Spider-Man here. But because that some of these aren't you know worthy of a huge discussion, we're just going to call these some quick hit news items. And I'm just going to run down three main ones here. And we'll just kind of toss this around the table a little bit. And then we'll jump into some of the Spider-Man talk. Cool. First one here is more of a reminder than is a discussion point, And that is that Daredevil hits Netflix. Daredevil season three hit Netflix tomorrow this time so friday you're listening to this on thursday hopefully it hits october 19th you guys are gonna be watching it i know we kind of talked about this before but are you jumping in right away oh hell yeah 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 sanjay do you have netflix uh no i actually netflix i have more movies than netflix so. that's right yeah that's right. so uh, screw you netflix. <laughs> take that and more money no i'm just kidding um no, no. i'm not i haven't uh watch any of the stuff i'm kind of interested maybe one day i'll sit down and watch it but yeah, i think they released them in blu-ray don't they yeah they started to yeah yeah, yeah. you can actually get them on steelbook in the uk so great nice. yeah nice we got friends in the uk oh nice so you know if they're really good friends they would buy that <laughs> cheddar dude up rob wade of emotionally14.com perfect <laughs> plug <laughs> also iron fist got canceled yes yeah yes yeah. will not see that's the first casualty of the netflix era of marvel yeah all right suffer from the fist. snap yep yeah, there yeah. you go. Uh, big news here. Ryan Coogler has signed on yes. to direct 
and write Black Panther 2. Very, very exciting. Oh, awesome. Wakanda forever. Let's yes. go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so he's not coming back for Creed then? No, he's well, producing. Yeah. yeah. Okay. He produced that. Yeah, I'm okay. so glad, though, that he's coming back for uh, Black Panther because it's rumored for a while that he wasn't. But after the success, obviously, of Black Panther 1, I mean, come on. Yeah, well, they, until, he, until he leaves for DC. Yeah. Yeah. They DC. all do. <laughs> well, one. Sure, he had offers. So <laughs> oh, yeah. That, he's going to be a highly sought after guy. Oh yeah. oh, yeah. And I'm glad that they clearly, and I think Marvel, I, I'm saying this, this is, there might be some conjecture to this, or whatever, but they seemingly reward for results. Mm-hmm. I'm sure he got a big pay bump for this. And he needs to be the guy that takes Black Panther post Avengers 4. Definitely. And really runs him into a new era of Marvel. Oh, yeah. He had his time in the early part, not in the early part, but in the late stage of the cinematic universe as we know it now, pre-Avengers Infinity War, mm-hmm. pre the big changes that are coming. And now let's reestablish him outside of that, his own pillar. Coogler's the man to do it. Super yeah. stoked about this. Mm-hmm. And sticking with the MCU here, Avengers 4 has officially wrapped. They went through two rounds of reshoots. And they're well into post-production. And the Russos tweeted another very vague image. This kind of bright, colored, almost cosmic cube looking thing. And just with hashtag wrapped on it. Hmm. So I'm expecting in the not too distant future. It looks like a title card to me. Actually, if you go just check it out on the Russo Russo Brothers tweet. Our Twitter account there. It looks like a title card. But I'm hoping this means that the title is coming soon. Yeah, you know, he had Ruffalo running around on the one of the talk shows, <laughs> doing all kinds of crazy stuff. He 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 put out there the last Avenger, which is kind of cool. Yeah, that's not bad. Yeah, that's not yeah. bad. Yeah. It's it seemed to be too much of a parallel with the Last Jedi. Yeah, oh, but the thing yeah. that I liked about the Last Avenger, and I threw a Twitter poll about this. I was thinking about yeah, it the right. other day, and I was, and I think Avengers Annihilation won quite yeah. handily okay. as well. Okay, yeah, that's a big oh, one. Yeah. yeah, and I had I didn't have the Last Avenger on there, but the thing I like about the Last Avenger is a full circle it comes from Captain America, the that's first Avenger. That's right, that's true. yeah. It's really, a, that's, that's a really true. cool arc and really cool kind of way to end it. So we'll see how this comes out. Yeah. I don't know. I, my expectation would be, we got, I can't remember when we got the first Infinity War trailer. I think Age of Ultron first trailer we got was in October end of October. Okay. And the first Infinity War trailer I believe was sometime mid November towards American Thanksgiving. So I we're in we're within a couple weeks. I say we're in the time frame for a trailer or at least some reveal in relation to a film that's coming out May 2019. Those are some damn good trailers just thinking about it. Those yeah. two Age of Ultron was a wicked trailer yeah. then yeah. also Infinity War. Jeez. Yeah. yeah. Well, Next yeah. level. Next level. Yeah. And you know, I'm happy. Hopefully they'll put it in front of Aquaman so we can see it in the IMAX. That would be unreal. Like they, I, they ha- gotta. They have it. There has to be in there somewhere in front of Mary Poppins or something like that. They normally put it in front of like a bunch. Um, Bumblebee Let's, even. Bumblebee. Yeah. yeah. Spider Verse. Go and see. Spider Verse. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you segue segue us really nicely, Troy, because yeah. the main ish topic we're gonna we're gonna discuss tonight is Spider Man. We're gonna kick it off with the Spider Man Far From Home set photos that we did see mm-hmm. now spoiler alert here we're going to give this about three four minutes so if you don't want to hear about spider-man far from home just jump forward a little bit but we got a glimpse of his new suit and it's yeah. a black and red suit yeah this goes on top of the stealth suit rumors that we've gotten in the past but from your perspective as the spider-man guy on the yes, podcast sir. 
How are you feeling about the look here? It's not bad. It's not bad. It's cool to see, you know, like I mentioned just before, Amazing Fantasy looks like that kind of style. Yeah. You can always imagine it's like a dark blue, but it looks kind of like the black, obviously, yeah. right? So that's cool. It takes hints from like the PS4 Spider-Man with like the white emblem going on. Yeah, on the back, yeah. You know, on the back there, and right. it even like surrounds the black on the inside on the front chest. So that's pretty sweet. I love the eyes, of course. I'm still feeling those Dicko eyes. And uh, what I really like is it has like the Miles Morales kind of hands yes. going yeah, on too, right? That's really neat. But uh, all in all, man, I'm always a sucker for the classic. Just give me the blue and red. Yeah. Like, that's what I want. I'm pretty sure we'll still get that in this film because they, sh- they showed some, yeah. you know, some posters before. But um, And there's a set photo of him wearing it as well. Exactly. Yeah. So that looks cool. The uh, stealth suit is interesting. It kind of reminds me of the noir yeah. Spider-Man look yes, a little bit. Yes, very much. Yeah. But um, I'm sure maybe that's when he teams up with, like, Nick Fury or something. Yeah. Maybe yeah. that's why he's wearing that one but all around I'm, I'm excited especially to see him and Zendaya yeah those are some cool photos you know she's Mary Jane I'm guessing now in this yeah, film MJ. I mean they alluded to that yeah, yeah that's so right. I like it man love it yeah what do you yeah. say man I'm right there with you yeah um Spider-Man Homecoming was one of my favorite movies that uh, the year it came out I think yeah. it was my favorite MCU film that year um I'm excited to see him continue so I guess he comes back from Thanos' snap spoiler (laughs) well i didn't (laughs) the interesting thing about this that i find like i love the look of it it reminds me miles morales a bit yeah but it looks stark techish still yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. so either stark built him a bunch of suits Mm -hmm. or stark's still alive or he could have done it himself because like that's another thing they're underestimating with this character is that he is like a brilliant scientist. Yeah, they himself. haven't yeah. really gone too far into that. Yeah, right? yeah, they haven't, which is kind of unfortunate. Is, yeah. yeah, is this is in Homecoming? Is he the is that the one where he watches the YouTube videos about electricity? No, that's uh, Amazing Spider-Man, Spider-Man one. Two. Yeah. Two, yeah. sorry, two, yeah, Electro. He's like, dude, he's a scientist. Like, he, he knows this shit. Like, he knows how a battery works. Like, why is he YouTubing it? He's in high school, man. He's no. focused on one thing. You Gwen Stacy. I don't think he was in high school in that one. I he think graduated. Yeah, he just graduated. Yeah. 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 Internship or whatever. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Graduated Even... at the age of thirty two. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dude look old, man. But he he okay, looked no older than Toby Maguire. Toby Maguire. Yeah, Toby Maguire oh, yeah. looked forty five. Yeah. 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 Kirsten Dunst too. You're like, yeah, what is yeah. Harry really sixteen? <laughs> Come on. Yeah. Come on. I bought it. Okay. Tom Holland still looks like he's yeah, yeah, he does. Yeah, he yeah. does. For Isn't sure. he like sixteen? I he's, think he's like just twenty now, yeah, nineteen. He's, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. he's pretty young. Yeah. So then we could play like Spider Man because we're still relatively. You can play young. the villains, yeah. the adults. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Speaking of which, <laughs> yeah. the parents, of Miles Morales. I don't know. Um, whenever I got you guys' opinion on Mysterio, I talked about oh, it in the solo yeah. cast. What do you yeah. What do you oh, think yeah. about Mysterio? Oh, I love it. I yeah. love it. I think it's great. I can't wait till they CGI the uh, the fishbowl. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, Quentin Beck, uh, yeah, I can't wait to see this guy uh, portrayed in the MCU. I, I thought it was Liam Hemsworth in a oh, Thor yeah. costume. Because you tweeted the photo. And I was like, is that Liam Hemsworth? It but, looks like Thor. You put it yeah. Yeah. Like Thor. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it definitely <laughs> does, like from that photo. But, For sure. Uh, oh, man, Mysterio is one of my favorite villains. He's so cool with all the uh, special, s- effects. special effects. And yeah. he was like the stunt double guy or... Yeah, I, I love Mysterio. He's such a cool-looking character, and I'm excited to see what they do with him. Because he's kind of like Spider-Man Scarecrow in a sense. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Just fear, a little more light. Yeah. So I'd love to see how they're going to use those power sets against Spider-Man. I just, I, they need to give me Dr. Hawk. He's my favorite. I want them to take their time with that one. Yeah. Do you think yeah. so? Like, build build him up. Build yeah. him up. If Let they him can. assemble the Sinister Six, right? If they can. Well, that's mm. another great segue. Mm. You guys are doing my work for me here. <laughs> so with spider-man being the mcu far from home is the last contractually ob- obligated film 
that Sony has with Marvel Studios in the MCU. So technically, Spider-Man, after this film, could be done in the MCU. And given the box office success of Venom, last week, its debut week, it took in a quite a big haul, almost $80 million and around $80 million, which is quite surprising. We'll talk about that quite a bit on a review. But this week, it remained at number one and took in $35 million at the domestic box office, bringing its total tally to about $142 million dollars now globally it's taken in 377 million dollars and comparing to solo a star wars film which took in 392 million dollars globally wow so this thing is going to by this weekend pass solo's global hull in two weeks that's crazy that's insane wow absolutely if you had told us that at the start of the year like, I think this is one of your last picks. This was the, my last pick this of the was week. The last yeah. pick, last pick of the, yeah. in, in the box office fantasy. Yeah, pool. I was like, you know, this could be a hit, but I, I didn't expect you to do like I think this both number. you and I scoffed at him. Oh, yeah, <sighs> yeah. for sure. Yeah, but now, I mean, I don't even know what you guys took your last rounds, but now. I think I took the Harry Potter movie. Oh, that one should do pretty That's well. Gonna do That's going to do well. And yeah. you took yeah. Into the Spider-Verse, I think. Yeah, yeah. Okay, oh, yeah. so like our last round picks actually turned out pretty well. Oh, yeah. 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 But it also has secured a China opening in November. Yeah. So they are a very good market for Marvel films in general. Mm-hmm. We've seen the MCU overperform there in the past four or five movies. My expectation, you're going to see a similar thing with Venom. But what this does, and I'm going to kind of lead in this whole discussion with a question from our dude, Matthew Salvador, Sir Matthew. He says, quick question for the show. Does Venom's success threaten Spider-Man's involvement in the MCU? Been hearing a lot of people say Sony will be bringing him back to fill their own universe or to be in their own universe. Should there be more than one Spider-Man on the big screen? Thanks, as always. Love, love, love the show. You guys are the best. Matthew. Yeah, Sir Ah, Matthew. You are the best. Yeah, man. Thank you. And you've given us a great piece to kind of jump off of here. So what do you guys think? With Venom's success... And continued success for the next couple of weeks at least until it runs into some of these other bigger films. Mm-hmm. What do you think this means for Spider-Man? Given that we're seeing the end of the contract here, we're seeing that Sony or Sony's saying they can produce a film at a lower budget and make money, even though if you go to our review, we didn't overly favor it at all. But now that they've gotten their confidence back a little bit, what do you guys think this means for Spider-Man? Um, I think Spider-Man's safe, to be honest. I mean, if, if Sony's smart, they'll keep Spider-Man exactly where Spider-Man is with the MCU. I mean, they're still making money, a lot of money, off of this character, this property being produced by Kevin Feige, basically. And they're going to be making lots of money off of Into the Spider-Verse, I'm hoping. <laughs> and they're making a lot of money off of Venom, right? Mm-hmm. So it just makes sense to have your money coming in three ways, as opposed to now putting Spider-Man into the Venom films or the the universe and maybe it starts going downhill like it did with spider-man amazing spider-man 2 mm-hmm. so it just makes sense to me for them to keep things going the way it is i think a lot of reason why two people might have you know um seen venom is because they probably associated with spider-man thinking maybe spider-man was going to show up i see the marvel logo and the marvel logo and yeah. all that stuff so that kind of goes into what um uh, matthew was saying is that maybe we'll get another spider-man and you and i have been kind of going on about that too maybe we'll see Andrew Garfield. Or Andrew Garfield. Maybe they'll just bring in another Spider-Man. I'm not too sure. But I don't think... I think if Venom did really, really bad even, then maybe Sony would have been like, we need Spider-Man to do this. As opposed to now it's like, well, we got a Venom-verse in the Venom-sons going on right now. Well, that's a good point, actually. One that I haven't really considered is 
they've proven that the Venom character can be one of the pillars of this universe. Mm -hmm. So like you're saying, maybe they don't need to have Spider-Man come into this universe. Will it give it that much more of a bump? You look at Homecoming, it only did $115 million domestically in its opening weekend. That's still a lot. I say only. Yeah. But <laughs> relative to Venom that did 80, there's not a, you know, you're getting a $30 million bump mm -hmm. for having Spider-Man in there. And what are they getting from having him in the MCU? So like, I guess the big question is, is, is Venom enough for them? Is having multiple Spider-Man, like Matthew said, do you over, do you dilute the Spider-Man market by having into the Spider-Verse? That looks like it's going to get a sequel. Yeah. I can almost <laughs> outright say that already before we <laughs> yeah. even see that. You know, we've got Homecoming here. And then if they bring in another Spider-Man, is that too many Spider-Man universes running concurrently? Uh, I say no, because they're not all Peter Parker. You know, you got Miles Morales, which is his own character. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know much about the guy, but I know that he's different than Peter Parker. And maybe that's something that Sony can do is say, okay, Peter Parker's at the MCU. Let's use Miles Morales. Let's use Ben Riley. Let's use someone else that has taken the Spider-Man. Let's use Spider-Gwen. You know, yeah. they could do that. She's a huge character. She's popping up in Into the Spider-Verse, too. Yeah, yeah, so, I mean, maybe they'll do Spider-Ham. Well, maybe not, but... Uh, <laughs> and why don't they just... Why don't they just build that up? You know, say they use Spider-Gwen, okay? That, that, that's Spider-Man in the, that universe. You build up that universe. You build up the MCU one. And then, like, one day you do a crossover, and that's, that would just have a huge drawn interest if you had this whole, you know, separate universe that got drawn into the MCU eventually down the road. That'd be one way to kind of do it. And uh, I, I think I think that's the way they're going to do it, you know. Uh, they're going to bleed this thing out until it's no longer profitable and then say, hey, Marvel, you want it back? Here you go. So you think they're going to keep Spidey or Tom Holland in the MCU? Is that what you're oh, saying? Oh, yeah, yeah. Because, yeah, okay. like, Sony doesn't have to do anything. Yeah. <laughs> they just, like, hear some money and then exactly. they just get, yeah. like, twice I don't as much money profit back. profit sharing is for that, but my understanding is Sony from the standalone films makes a lot of the money. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. And the tie-in films, not as much. Like the Avengers, not as much, which makes yeah. sense. Yeah, yeah. But it's the event; they're using that as a way to leapfrog exactly. Spider-Man into to new heights and all that. Exactly. People love the connectivity of it all. Yeah. For for me, I guess what they should do, and I said this even about the MCU pre the introduction of Peter Parker, mm -hmm. Miles Morales. Yeah. Mm -hmm. This is a way to avoid, and I it's right to your point, Sanjay. Yeah. Avoid diluting Spider-Man and having multiple Peter Parkers is tell the origin story of Miles Morales. Mm -hmm. Tell that on the big screen. Right. Use that as your Spider-Man. Mm -hmm. As the next step. As in, like, not even, not in the MCU, as Sonyverse. Oh, as the Sonyverse. Like, if they oh, want to leverage okay. that character. Right. Do Miles Morales. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. you diversify the character. He's got different, well, he's got a slightly similar origin, but yeah. slightly different. Yeah. You can use different characters. Prowler. You know, there's, there's yeah. a huge back catalog of characters there. You've got the ultimate universe to pull from. Oh, it's huge. On this character. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's a fresh take. It's yeah. not another Peter Parker. It's not another Uncle Ben story. You know what I mean? Like yeah. they didn't go that direction in the MCU, but we've seen Peter Parker three times now. Yeah. Yeah. And we're going to get Miles Morales into the Spider-Verse if he's a successful character. And I don't know if they're using that as a testing ground for right. is Miles Morales a draw for people being the headliner. Mm-hmm. Do that in the Sony-verse. Mm -hmm. You don't have to worry about yanking Spider-Man out. That's right. But you can still have spiders. You have your cake and eat it too. That's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's true. You know, there's a lot you could do there. Yeah. And Miles Morales' character is a fantastic character. Awesome. Mm -hmm. They teased him a little bit in Homecoming. Ah, yes. With Donald Glover's character, uh, yeah. Prowler. Yeah, Aaron Davis, yeah. But I, I think that's the way they have to do it. And to me, that's the only way to do it. <laughs> yeah. Why yeah. would you put, like, this Spider-Man in the MCU can fund 
your Spider-Man exactly. universe. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's yeah, right. It just doesn't yeah. make sense to you. So right. I think they can survive having multiple Spider-Man universes or multiple iterations of the same character running. They do run the risk of diluting a little bit, but if they make the character distinguishable enough from the other iterations that have come before and that are currently running, I think they could run away with this thing. So he's got a real opportunity here. And Amy Pascal cannot blow this. <laughs> yeah. Or Avi Arad. Yeah. But yeah. my biggest thing is, is what happens if the sequel in Venom fails? Because right now it's like, it's all good. Everything is cool. Mm-hmm. Sony kind of fluked out. But if Venom bombs the next time around, no Spider-Man, Carnage isn't really that great. Well, spoilers. <laughs> yeah. There's got to be yeah. a base assumption. Yeah. Like Venage, Venage, Venom Carnage. Yeah, it's there. Yeah. Um, well, you know, I guess... Mor- Morpheus, the living vampire, is the next one. Right. Um, does Sony, did they ever, they still have Blade? No. No. Because do you remember that animated series? There was like an episode oh, yeah. where Blade and Morpheus, Morpheus like yeah. Morpheus turns into a good guy. Yeah. It's like him, Blade, and Black Cat, like hunting vampires. Yeah. Like how cool would that yeah. movie be? Yeah. Yeah, that's right? awesome. Get but Blade back. They're so diverse in what they want to do with this. Like Craven the Hunter, Venom, mm. and Morbius, or what is it? Morbius. Morbius, yeah. 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 Like, there's it's, it's like the monster the universe right kind yeah, of yeah, trying kind to pull of. together something like that that they don't have there's this through going thread that they're connected through a character that we're not going to see or yeah, not yeah. Seeing. that's right yeah. but then trying to connect those universes up it feels very piecemeal it feels very forced right mm-hmm. and you don't want that as your universe you want it to feel a bit more natural and you want to go i know we've already gone extreme cosmic not quite cosmic but above grounded but you don't want to be trying to make these loose links and then saying like okay we're gonna team up craven the hunter morbius and venom to fight yeah. the sinister six like no no yeah <laughs> but no it, one wants that but is that their end game like with marvel their end game was the avengers right yeah uh with dc it was supposed to be justice league is sony's end game that they team up or maybe they just do solo films and they never interconnect they they seem like to me my, the perception i get is they want a universe mm-hmm so so and what if, what form that takes I don't know. So what if this is so what if this has happened? So they're like okay, so you got Morpheus and then you got Craven the Hunter. Morpheus, got, that's like a hybrid. Yeah. <laughs> Morbius. Morbius and Morpheus. Morpheus, you know he's the guy, the guy from the Matrix. Matrix? Morpheus. Yeah, Morpheus. Yeah. Yeah. But Morpheus is the vampire. Yeah, Morpheus. All right, thank you, thank you. And then you got Craven the Hunter, and then you got Venom two with Carnage. Venom's like Carnage is too powerful. At the end, he kind of like Thanos is it, and he wins. So then your next movie is Morbius, Venom, and Craven the Hunter trying to take down Carnage. You're running before you can walk there. Yeah. I don't know, man. Like That's that'd like be DC pretty cool. Did, that'd be pretty cool. Like, cause you got you got your solo films for all three, and then you got your one introducing Carnage, and then you got their team up. But the the through going, like the foundational part of that is Spider Man. That's what connects all those characters. Right. Mm-hmm. Even Morbius, this it's is he a Spider Man Rogues Gallery? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 I've never yeah. read anything with Morbius yeah. in it. Yeah. 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 No, um, it's weird because none of those guys have a connection, though. That's the no, thing. That's like, the Morbius and Venom and Craven. Spider-Man is very, the connection. Yeah, he's the connection. I mean, you can maybe get away with uh, Craven hunting Venom. That, that would could be, be really cool, cool yeah, instead yeah. of hunting Spider-Man. I, I like that aspect. Yeah. But Morbius is a weird one when you very throw weird. that into the mix. You yeah, because he's, he's like really bad vampire guy right at the beginning i think it's as easy as you know you set him up with blade but blade's not in that world right oh, sony doesn't own him but i think if he had a morbius blade movie what about black cat because awesome. wasn't there that black and silver movie they teased yes there was black yeah. cat and silver silver sable. silver sable yeah. Yeah. yeah i i don't know i don't really know what the end game is here mm-hmm. but 
given that they have success, I think they can run with a Miles Morales. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But to me, it just can't be a whole slew of villain or anti-hero movies like to make these appealing they have to be anti-heroes yeah yeah the hunter has to be an anti-hero yeah. morbius has to be some form of anti-hero yeah. they're not like the joker's the first real stab at a villain centric film yeah yeah so if that works then maybe you can do that but until that proof of concept is there i don't know how they're going to craft this you can't have a universe filled of deadpools no like no you, you don't want all these anti-heroes. I guess that's what X-Force is, kind of. But Kind of, yeah. 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 Where you have anti-heroes, a anti-hero team-up. Yeah, under, like, the X-Men. But those are you know. cooler characters. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they really are. I mean, it would be interesting because it, I see what you're saying. It's hard to, like, connect these characters without something big enough for them to go up against. Especially, mm-hmm. like, Carnage, to me, isn't enough. You know what I mean? It'd be interesting, though, if we could, like, really get into this world and see these characters for how flawed they really are yeah and then along comes miles morales who actually is like the light of this whole yeah. universe yeah, yeah that'd be a kind of interesting dynamic to see him actually take on mm-hmm. all three but uh yeah. after those three though like who else in spider-man's rogues gallery is that much of like an anti-hero like you could like you could bring in flash would be really cool like if flash thompson oh flash came thompson along yeah took the symbiote eventually and went somewhere else with it i'd like that i would love to see agent venom would be take my money for that one yeah for sure but oh, you're yeah. not even hitting at the main rogues gallery yeah. of spider-man yeah. you're not yeah. talking about oscorp or like osborne well, maybe yeah, not yet but maybe the scorpion or doc ock or anything like, mm-hmm. so there's a huge rogues gallery there oh yeah that yeah. you can learn and i'm not even super familiar with the rogues gallery from miles morales's running uh, ultimate series yeah basically still spider-man's i mean lately there's been black cat and they're obviously yeah. the prowler and and stuff like that uh electro as well with female electro but there's, there's jamie a... fox again <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot you can do but building a universe is it's gonna be harder because there's not really a blueprint for it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. dc and marvel have built or are building and have built their universes around heroes yeah. primarily and the anti-hero thing is kind of an attack on and it's really only been done successfully by fox yeah you can even yeah. consider like wolverine or logan is a hero but he's not the altruistic captain america boy scout type hero that right. that we're used to that's your conforming idea right you one on one batman they're all kind of the same right yeah. but I would generically say, i would say like suicide squad yeah fair enough anti-heroes yeah, yeah. it wasn't uh Didn't successful work. audience or critics <laughs> but on the box office you gotta remember it made over 300 million dollars yeah, yeah oscar winner too oscar winner <laughs> the only one in a connected universe to win an oscar that makes me want to... <laughs> that's okay. But the, the nice thing or the crazy thing about all this is that we went from a world where Spider-Man was concentrated in the MCU to now having the potential for another universe, another Marvel, Sony's Marvel... Because like, they named it already. Sony's connected... World of Marvel or Marvel... Wow, it's like whatever. some key SM- or something. It's super weird. UC yeah. or something. I don't know. Weird. It's yeah. like Sony's Marvel connected characters or something. I universe. Don't know. Who knows? Yeah. Weird. It's something like that. So they have ambition to do something like mm-hmm. that. They've clearly taken or are trying to take notes from feige and the mcu so there is potential there but i think i threw this out in twitter when we were talking about the big box office i said okay now they need to pause yeah we can make money pat yourself in the back yeah and let's go back to the drawing board and let's produce <laughs> quality over quantity yes. to begin with mm-hmm. grow your universe walk before you can run or hell 
crawl before you can walk. <laughs> but I, I ask you, though, because if you look at the audience score on Rotten Tomatoes, this thing's at like 90%. Was, in your opinion, mm-hmm. I know we review this, is this a 90% film? Like, if I had to give it a score, I wouldn't give it a 9 out of a 10, no. Yeah. But if I had to say see it or not see it, I would say see it. See, and that's the scary thing for Sony's position because it's like, what do you do? Like, I just, I just smirked and laughed kind of, and I said is <laughs> is a fluke, right? Yeah. But seriously, what do you do as executive producers now? Because it's like, do you make the same kind of movie next? Uh, I see. Like, yeah. is the audience gonna like the same kind of movie part two, or do well, you want to appeal more to like us people being pretty critical on the film and give us something different? Mm-hmm. It, it's well, that's tough. your Amazing Spider-Man two. Exactly. Yeah. Is that you go full bore? Oh my God, we have a universe. Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. And you pump out Venom two. And you don't put the effort into it, the time into it. You want to say, we need to hit a 2020 release date yep. sometime in February. Yeah. You've got a year and a half to make this film yeah. or half a year to put it together, year of production, get this thing out, boom, boom, boom. Yeah. That's where you run into the problem yeah. is if they see the dollar signs, okay, we put $100 million into this. We've got a return already of 330 It's got another three weeks at least running in the box office yep. with some momentum. This thing could clear five hundred million dollars. Absolutely, will yeah. four hundred million dollars profit, knock off another hundred for marketing. Yeah. Boom, you got a three hundred million dollar take there. Yeah. Yeah. that's a lot of freaking money. Yeah, yeah. The venom. Yeah. So yeah. Th- my fear is that they're gonna run with this. Yeah. And run with Craven the Hunter and say, look, we can make money off these anti-hero types. I w- I want them to be successful. Yeah. But also want quality. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. yeah. Like at some point they'll just trip over themselves and they're gonna fall in the same hole if they produce films. Of the cons- or uh, consistently produced films of Venom quality, in my opinion, Transformers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Those well, those things were making billions of dollars. Yeah, well, they were, yeah, but they, they're, they're starting huge. to go down now, yeah. right? Yeah, and they've I mean, had to go back to the drawing board with Bumblebee and revamp it. Right, well, they've revamped it back to the original. Yeah, like it feels a lot like the original, right. a bit more personal, character driven. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, is Bumblebee like a reboot or is it like a continuation of the base series? Uh, same universe, I think. Yeah. Prequel. Okay, but the formula's changed. Right. It's not about the bombastic Michael Bay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's smaller. Yeah, yeah. I think it's smaller. simpler. Yeah, yeah. I'm car. excited yeah. for it. Yeah, me too. I'm actually yeah. quite pumped for it. Yeah, yeah. Trailer. yeah. It reminds me of that original. It's like Sam Witwer and his car. Yeah, like I yeah. like the right. first one. Sometimes yes. the good. car finds the driver. Gratuitous ass shots. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, guys, I think we're about to wrap it up here for this week. I love that question from Matthew. I hope we answered it and it kind of generated a great discussion around Spider-Man and the future of this character because he's definitely a pillar in the MCU. He's definitely a pillar for Sony and he's definitely a pillar for Sony animation. Yeah. Yeah. So let's see where this goes. It's going to be an interesting space to watch, especially Venom 2, where this character goes and how they drive this universe forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, I guess if you guys, if you want to be part of the show in any capacity, you can always email us at the nerdram at gmail.com. You can do stuff on Facebook youtube and you can always catch us on twitter all three of us are always hanging out there our handles are at the end of the episode you can find everything we do on the nerdroom.net source and make sure to go check out emotionally14.com rod wade our good friend from talk source endorses us over there and if you're interested in a bit more depth on the stars comics i recorded an episode as i mentioned before with rob cast and mark Godsif. tsw comics drops the same week or same time as this podcast you're listening to right now so go check that out on the talk star wars feed and i guess that wraps it up for us here gentlemen for tonight so until next week for the nerd room well we didn't give away our um award for best podcaster of the night goes to sanjay yay (laughs) the gatorade podcaster of the night 
I like to take this opportunity to thank my family. Um, you know, this means so much to me to win the podcaster of the night award. Um, and you too, I'm a little bit disappointed, you know, step your games up. Um, you know, we run a tight ship over here and if you're not pulling your weight, you can be replaced. <laughs> <laughs> we'll the, still come to your house, Tim. The Ed but, Norton uh, of the new yeah. podcast. Yeah. <laughs> there's no I in team, Terrence but Howard. there's yeah. an M and an E, okay, guys? Yeah, Dave Batista. Yeah. <laughs> he volunteered himself. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Until next week for the Nerd Room, I'm Tim. I'm Troy. And I'm Sanjay. And thank you for entering the Nerd Room. This has been a Nerd Room Podcast production. You can find our hosts, Tim, Troy, and Sanjay, on Twitter at TheNerdRM, TroyTheBoy87, and Sanjabi. For more content from The Nerd Room, check out thenerdroom.net. Don't forget to subscribe to The Nerd Room on iTunes, Podbean, and YouTube. Be sure to head over to StarWarsCommonwealth.com to find more podcasts in the Star Wars Commonwealth Podcast Network, including Talk Star Wars, Tumbling Saber, Generation X-Wing, Rogue Squadron Podcast, Skyrim's Podcast, and San Diego Sabers. Follow the Star Wars Commonwealth on Twitter at SWCommonwealth and take your first steps into a larger world.